Okay, so for some reason I was feeling nostalgic today. Probably because I was going through my goal process. For some reason I like to do it every like, I like to do it every start of the year, but I also like to do goals like every month, kind of, at the start of every month. But I also like to kind of do goals kind of at the start of every spring, inner spring in myself. Um, slash during winter in myself, like with my feminine cycle stuff. Um, something that I've noticed is that I get kind of nostalgic probably every time I whip out like a sewing project kind of thing because there's always a part of me that kind of thinks back to, to my childhood, which, which is kind of interesting because a lot of the time when I switch back into that childhood mindset, I kind of, it has been that it's been like, oh, there's the negativity stuff, the, the past beliefs about how I felt about what was going on in my life and what was not going on, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like I've kind of dealt with it, you know, to the point where I look back now and I'm like, no, like, it's pretty good, right? Like, I got to wake up most every day listening to the na 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 or going to the sleep to the na 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 um, or like the saw of like, or the, or the bum, 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 right? Like, and to me being kind of a high-ish energy, red colored kind of like, liking action and things like watching things happen kind of person, it was probably a huge blessing that both my parents were kind of trades kind of people. You know, my mom was a seamstress type of person. My dad was a carpenter person. Um, you know, if she wasn't washing the dish, if she wasn't doing the sewing project, she was washing the dishes, right? Or doing it for other people and making money by washing dishes or sewing, right? Or my dad was the carpenter kind of person. So he could just like, he could make any physical thing turn into any physical other thing, right? He could transform something physically from one mat, one state of plainness to a state of beauty, right? Um, and and so when I'm like whipping out this sewing project thing, I'm kind of just like, it kind of brings me back to that place of like, I was so blessed, right? I was so blessed, at, or if she wasn't sewing or washing dishes, she was making some kind of fantastic food thing. At the time, I probably didn't think it was fantastic. I was like, that really stinks, right? Literally, it stinks and it tastes bad, right? But looking back, I'm like, she was a, a cooking wizard, right? She was a cooking wizard, a sewing wizard, a dishwashing wizard, you know, like she was phenomenal in all the things that she, she focused on right? That she really was, right? If she was focusing on whatever, she could turn it into something so much better, right? She really had such great artistic attention to detail um, in very practical ways too, right? And, and so I just, I feel blessed that my parents felt called enough to the things that they could do to expand them to a level where their skills were to the point where they could change someone else's life by using their skills, right? They could allow for a restaurant to run because of their dishwashing capacity. They could allow for someone to, to have clothes to wear because of their abilities, right? They could, they could make it so somebody could have a house to live in that feels nice and comfortable because of their skills to transform and mold and shape, right? So that's kind of my thing right now is like, 
I, I think I learned at one point in like some kind of educational philosophy thing that's big on, you know, big on the living arts, you know, big on whoever's the caregiver of kids, that they become a master of, of finding joy in the living arts, right? The living arts of like, you know, the homemaking stuff, right? As one part of the living arts, right? And, and that kind of stuff. And, and they even said something like, when, you, when you're with your little person and you go and make the bed every day or you iron something with them, you are teaching them that, that you can change the world every day of your life by doing your simple living arts things, right? You're changing the world every day, right? And that's kind of like this idea. And so, yes, I did. I, get to, I got to grow up in an environment where I saw my parents changing the world every day in our home, right? Like, it may not have amounted to, you know, let's say, better homes and gardens status, of magazine status, whatever, something post-worthy or anything like that, right? But in my life, yes, it actually did. It showed me that we can change our lives every day, right? We can, we can transform our existence every day, right? We don't have to wait for an experience to happen for us to choose to be like, oh, now my life is going to start. No, like I really feel like they were such good examples to me of independence, of taking their own life into their own hands and being like, oh, well, I guess there's no events today because mostly they were kind of homebody, um, not as social needed people uh, is my perception because they didn't really go out of their way to make social things happen. They kind of were dragged along sometimes to family experiences because they knew it was happening and they probably had some kind of should in their mind. Oh, oh I should bring my kids to this, right? Because the whole family is getting together. But for the most part, I pretty much saw them happiest when they were in their zone. When my dad was at the workshop table sawing away at something or when my mom was like doing her sewing project thing and turning something from from nothing into something, right? And so I'd watch her do this thing sometimes where like different siblings would bring over pants and she'd be like, oh, okay. And then she'd like, she'd put it all proper. You know, she would like clean the table and like lay it all out. And like she would own the table, right? And, and here I am at my piano. <laughs> Cause I don't really have like a big table for like sewing. That's not like our eating table that, that I feel comfortable putting like fancy clothes on to like sew. So I'm using like my piano, right? Like I've closed the piano lid and I'm just kind of like doing it here. So I've got these dress pants that I'm measuring for someone and it's 31.5. I just have to say that to myself so I can like write it down. Um, and um, so anyways, so here I am. I get to do my thing where I'm like measuring for someone else for their thing and and it's kind of delightful for me which is which is a good sign like isn't that a wonderful sign like it used to be that anything that I used to think of about my mom or my family life or whatever it used to leave this really awful taste in my mouth I'd be like oh I can't I can't revisit that right like I just I just can't right um, but now it's kind of transformed right because I know I know I have a healer in my life, right? Like Jesus Christ is my healer, right? And he's allowed for me to be able to, to kind of let go of certain burdens and let him hold those for me. So I don't have to focus on them so much. 
and I can just focus on what's mine to do in my own control, right? From my own life and, and those kinds of things. And I can just kind of move forward peaceably, right? And be like, there's forgiveness, there's movement, like we're good, right? So that's kind of been my thing is like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's just like, you know, just let's allow this to be the thing. Interesting. Interesting. I love the difference between measuring something outside in, right? Like the way that you see it versus inside out, which was the way I was always taught and I watched my mom do. And so I just kind of thought, okay, I'll try it out. Does it do a different measurement? It totally does. When I did it the outside in way, it was 31.5. Now when I do it inside out, because there's this extra flap here that doesn't show on the outside because that's important to know when you're sewing, it adds like, it adds like, it's almost half an inch more right? Because of the extra fabric. And then plus now I can see the extra fabric that has been folded over from, from sewing. So I know how much I need to cut, right? So that, this is how much fabric I'll need. Um, so I have, let's just say 32 and then I have another inch. So then let's just say 33, right? Let's give it some grace, give it a 33. So that's how much I'm gonna, I'm gonna measure on the other pants that I'm hemming. So I'm gonna cut it at 33 and I'm gonna have it right at the hem. And then, but I should also know how, what's the measurement here so I don't take that off, right? So I need to know both measurements. So let's just say 33. And then I, okay. And then I have this part of the pants that I need to, so this is like the pant leg part. So, so I have the pants part, that's 33, but I need to measure this part that's like the, um, from the waist to the, to the pelvic bone. Um, so that's kind of cool. Anyways, I'm just feeling super grateful right now because I'm like approaching the sewing project and it's a positive, good thing, right? It's like the same thing that happened when I was 18 and then I decided I'm not gonna go to Hawaii, I'm not gonna go anywhere, I'm just gonna stay home and I'm gonna learn Chinese, right? And it used to be that I was like, no, I'm not gonna speak Chinese ever again. I'm, I'm okay that I'm losing my accent. I'm okay to leave that life behind, right? But then when I was 18, I was like, no, I'm going to go against the grain of everything that I ever thought I was going to do with my life. I'm just gonna do this for one year, I'm gonna learn Chinese, I'm going to be dedicated to my parents. I'm going to improve my Chinese accent again and all this kind of stuff. And it turned out that I, I was able to enter into like a Chinese community that was super positive, right? I, I like got to talk to Chinese missionaries and I got to be in the Chinese branch with my church and, and all this kind of thing. And it turned the Chinese language from this dry, terrible thing to this like lively, exciting, social, fun, I love Chinese people kind of thing. Cause I used to hate Chinese people, even though I was Chinese, right? I used to, I was born Canadian. And so in some ways I kind of never really, I never really associated myself as a Chinese person. Um, because in some ways, when I go into a school environment, the Chinese people were always the people that were thought of as really weird and really stinky because they had stinky foods <laughs> and and really strange because all they ate was seaweed 
<laughs> and like, you know, like it, they just weren't really looked at as as people that you really wanted to hang out with, right? In in my current environment, like of you know, immature little five year old to ten year old to twelve year old people, right? Chinese people in my like group of people didn't become cool, let's say, until high school, you know, because they were just like. It's like, and I just, I feel for them. And I, like, I, I never associated myself with them, right? I was always with the other people. I was with all the, the people that were born, probably German, Ukrainian, French, English, all of those kind of people. I just kind of felt like I was one of them, right? So, so then I would see these Chinese people, and I would, like, I'd have, I'd have pity, or I'd have, like, oh, I'm not going to talk with them. Like, I would, you know, like, the way they talk about in the New Testament, where there's, like, the Samaritans and the whatever, the Gentiles or whatever, like the Jews in Samaria, whatever, like there was this, this opposition of feeling like, oh no, you hate them. You, 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 you totally live in this racist box of being okay with being racist kind of thing, right? And then it kind of started changing when I was 12. I, I got on this kick of like anti-racism, you know, it's like, no, no, no races should ever, you know, be anti-whatever. We should all just be this unified humanity thing, right? So that's when I started really owning that. And then by the time I was high school, it was like, I was so grateful that, that it just felt like most people became educated enough to be like, I love Chinese people, right? Like they were just, it was like the, to have a Chinese friend was a sought after thing, right? And, and you, you, you were lucky if you got to have like a friend that was like, you know, so Chinese and so Asian and so you know, proud to be Asian and, and all this kind of thing. I don't know what it was. Probably because I entered a high school that was mostly, not mostly Chinese, but it was like, you know, there was a community that, that went into this high school and it was called Hamptons or whatever. So it was like, it was like, it, most people would call it like Hampton, Hampton Town, like Chinatown, but Hampton Town or like Hamptonese, right? Like, are you Hamptonese kind of thing? Or like, do you live there kind of thing? And so there was a lot of people that lived there that tended to be Chinese, and then they would go to the same school that I went to. So it was the first time I was in a community, in a, in a school community, that embraced Chinese people, that embraced all these people, because they kind of were the majority in some ways. Like, there was the, the Chinese corner, right? You go down the stairs, go around the corner, and all the Chinese people were there. And... And there was such a good vibe about them because they weren't only Chinese, they all went to like the Chinese Alliance Church too, a lot of them. And so they had this like awesome like Chinese feel, but they also had this awesome like Christian feel. They were just all solid Chinese Christian people. And, and it was just such a beautiful feeling for me to be like, I'm so glad that I've somehow healed this, this opposition to Chinese people. So that now I'm in this high school situation, I can totally embrace them and be like, yes! I love you, right? Like, and, and, and then it was like, you know, coming back to myself, at, like when I was 18, thinking I was just gonna move away and do my thing, but it became this thing where it was like my path of being like, I love me too, right? I'm one of them, right? I'm part of this. So anyways, it's, it's been really interesting to just kind of move forward with my life and just be able to embrace all that, that my life actually is, right? embrace you know the aspects of like yeah like this is this is who we are this is what we're doing this is what we're good at this has been our history like let's let's help each other right so this is 11 and a half
This is at like an 11 and a half. This is my measurement from hip to pubic bone. 11.5, right? So now I get to measure the other one. raised in this environment for, um, where, yeah, like there's people that, um, there's people that, that did a lot of like moving. So I'm going back to my, my life with my parents in my home. Right. And so that was my life for, you know, 18 years, let's say. And I feel so blessed that that was my life because you know, my parents weren't the type to be like teacher kind of people. They were, they just kind of lived by example kind of stuff. And and I feel like I was so blessed in that way because I was able to learn so much in that environment. I was able to learn that like, you know, cause and effect. Whatever you do has a consequence. And so here I am. Here I'm measuring. It's 37. It's 37, 38 even. These pants. I just want to make sure I'm not like doing it wrong. So I'm just like measuring now from like the pubic bone area to all the way to the end. It is 37 when I pull it, right? But when it's like relaxed, it's like 35, 37.5. So I'll write that down. And I want to get it to 33, is my idea. I want to get it to 33 because then I won't have room to cut it, right? So then it's like, okay, let's do this. I'm like so meticulous whenever I do like a sewing project thing because I think I kind of learned the meticulousness from my parents, the way they did things. They like always did things like twice. Um, so I need that 33. So that's where I'm going to go. done it on one side. Looks good. I'm going to try it on the other side now. Hopefully it's going to be equal. And then I can cut. So the whole idea is like usually when I just do shorts, I just kind of cut it. I just cut it, zip it and go. But because this is for like a formal experience, I kind of have a sense that I shouldn't just like cut it, zip it and go. 
I kind of want to make it so it's just a little bit extra, like probably extra fancy, right? Like just, I don't want to turn it into something where I regret not taking extra time to do it properly. Um, because yes, like with things like sewing and like carpentry and things, it's interesting that both my parents did kinds of like profession trade kind of things that, that involve a lot of mathiness. Right? And, but mathiness in the best kind of way. In the way where you really get to see the results of your mathiness, right? And, and the benefits of, of being that much more, I don't know, like aware or meticulous, right? Like the more meticulous you are almost, the better so that you can, um, you can just, so you can make a beautiful thing. Like that's, that's the whole idea, right? Like, like somebody was saying one point at one point, my, my coach person, she was saying at this retreat that I was at, she said something like how beauty, like statistically has been defined because certain people have been labeled beautiful because of their because of their symmetry of their face. And I was like, what? I can't believe it. That's cool. Like cool in the sense of just realizing that's what's going on here. That's all it is. Is it's like beauty isn't necessarily because of this, that, or the other. It's really about the symmetry that was created in someone's face that makes someone think that that person is beautiful or not, right? And so in some ways, why, why would we care about matching up to this mark of beauty when it's like, okay, um, is this really important, you know? Um, okay, now I just remembered I need to measure this 11.5 because I need to measure the hip to the hip to the pubic bone. So I'm just kind of like figuring that out. And while I'm doing it, I'm just kind of trying to be meticulous in, in a way that that usually I'm not. <laughs> like I'm just not usually, right? So it's interesting. Because as I measure this one, the hip to the pubic bone is actually up to like 12.5 even. It's like a 12.5 thing. So that's really interesting. I wonder if that's going to change my measurements, right? So it's 12.5. And this is... A thirty thirty-seven point five. And so let's let's try that is kind of the idea.
And then now it makes me wonder if I measure from the side, what will that be like too? Okay, now I need to try that. I need to do the side measurement thing. So anyways, I'm just kind of in this place of pondering, nostalgia, gratitude, and just like sewing away in a merrily kind of a way because I'm so grateful that I've been able to talk with a therapist, go and, and cleanse myself in some ways of all of the old and be able to move forward with like, yeah, like this is me moving forward. And I can like not have so much attachment to be triggered by this, that, or the other of my past, but actually be able to move forward and be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's have a great perspective moving forward and let's like forgive and, and be done with it and let's go.